0: You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle, War Report family? You got Ike Jones back with another Morning Drop, continuing our spring camp preview. Today we're talking about the tight end position. Let's get into it. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop Tuesday, February the 20th. Hopefully everyone is having a good Tuesday morning. Your Monday night went well. All of those things. Ike Jones back in here with another morning drop, continuing our preview of spring football today, talking about the tight end position. Um, very glad to be in here with y'all this morning. The tight ends this year, um, I mean, nothing like super exciting about talking about the tight end. But this was has been a position that has had a bit of a renaissance at Auburn. I mean, it's not, you know, earth-shattering numbers, you know, but we have had more success more recently with our tight ends being a very talented room uh, for Auburn. So let's get in here and talk about that position going into the spring because I think this is going to be a position that, again, is going to be a huge factor uh, with the way that our current offensive philosophy is going to align with how they're going to be utilized. They're going to be a pass catching and they're going to need to be very key in the way that we block. So Tight end position. I mean, listen, tight ends have been forever been huge mismatches. If you've got a tight end that can go out there and be effective, particularly in the pass game and even better if you have someone at the tight end position that can both block and pass. I'm thinking about most recently, of course, uh, the phenomenon that is Brock Bowers over at Georgia. Um, and you see the renaissance in the NFL of the past catching slash blocking tight end. Tight end had been relegated to mostly a blocking position um, like the fullback had been for a long time. In football, and and has made a renaissance lately, where their more featured portion of uh, successful teams have successful tight ends that are mismatches for uh, linebackers and safeties um, because they can catch the ball so well, and the frame that they present of trying to defend them, you know, it's difficult to do. Uh, so we have in, in all of that a tight end that threatens in that way. So. And, and he was the leading pass catcher for Auburn last year. And I'm talking about none other than Mr. Rivaldo Fairweather. But let's just take a look at the tight end room and the guys that are going to be returning for Auburn this season. Uh, so returning players this season for Auburn, of course, Mr. Rivaldo Fairweather aforementioned is going into his senior year, had 394 uh, yards uh, in receptions last year on 38 uh, um, catches Uh, Played 589 snaps for Auburn. That is the fifth most of any offensive player on Auburn's team uh, last year. And that will be, if I'm not mistaken, the second most of any returning player, second only to Peyton Thorne in number of uh, snaps played. Uh, So Rivaldo Fairweather, big portion of the offense last year, will be a big portion of the offense coming again this year. Um. You know, if we're being honest, Rivaldo was a guy who we thought was going to be more of a factor. And I don't think that that's uh, an indictment on Fairweather at all as far as how much he did not get as far as number of receptions or even number of yards. Uh, I think it was more so an indictment on the offense. The offense in the past game just wasn't where it needed to be now. If we're also being fair, Rivaldo Fairweather had an issue with some drops last season, some some concentration lapses at some times. Uh, he was by far not the biggest culprit of it. Well, actually, he might have had the most drops on the team. Haven't looked into that completely yet, but we will get into that for sure. Um, as far as the drops issue, um, when we start talking about uh, pass catchers, more specifically the wide receiver position, we'll look at those drops more specifically then. But Rivaldo Fairweather... Um, was a victim of a system that really just wasn't functional last season. Uh, so this year, I think he's looking to prove some things to some people about uh, the hype that he came in with and, and and prove some things to himself. You know, if you listen to him talk about the end of the year um, post bowl game about all of the things that he wants to do and accomplish with next season, he has a high standard for himself and I look for him to be able to accomplish that. Uh, physically he's an imposing figure. So he's going to be a guy that's going to draw attention and he's going to be a guy that's going to be tough to cover. He can be of the ilk of the Brock Bowers as far as his uh, the, the way physically he presents himself. Um, but the biggest thing that you're going to have to get better at if you're Vivaldo Fedweather, and this is going to be a key focus for him, I think, in this offseason, is figuring out how to be better in the blocking scenarios that he's in. Uh, when we look at uh, tight ends in during the season, Rivaldo Fairweather was 128th uh, overall. If you look at tight ends only, that took at least 20% of targets for their team. He was 128th in pass blocking, according to PFF. Uh, so, you know, that's not good. He's got to get up there and be better at that. Now, if they're not going to use him as a blocker and they're primarily going to use him as a pass catcher, then, you know, and there are tight ends who are that sort of specialty kind of we're going to use this guy to be a, an extension of the pass game. Um Then that's fine. But the amount of usage that he got as a blocker and his ineffectiveness in those spots is something that he's going to have to work on if they're going to use him in that way. So I think that should be a key focus for Rivaldo Fairweather in the offseason. But let's continue talking about the rest of the room. This is not the Rivaldo Fairweather show. This is the tight end show. Luke Deal was next on the team, senior returning uh, for Auburn. 254 snaps, had three targets, but no receptions last year. Uh, then you have the senior in uh, Brandon Frazier, who had the next most amount of receptions, uh, with seven of those in 73 yards on 241 snaps. Uh, a guy who I expect to make a big leap in this year, as far as his usage and as far as uh, his productivity, is going to be Micah Riley who is the red church sophomore. He has two receptions uh, last season for 40 yards on 112 snaps. And then other guys that were in the room didn't really get much playing time. Grant Hildago uh, Jr. and Camden Etheridge sophomore with eight, excuse me, yeah, eight and nine snaps respectively. I uh, don't really expect to see much more of them during this season, uh, but they are factors that were there in the room. So you have to talk about it because they're on the team. Uh, as far as additions to the room, and we'll kind of circle back once we talk about the additions uh, or the addition, not addition to plural, but the addition to the room. Um, you have Rico Walker, the transfer from Maryland, uh, will be a sophomore coming up this season. Had four receptions for 27 yards on 30 snaps last year for Maryland. He is more of the prototypical cast catching tight end. So he's kind of like an additional receiver in that room. Uh, but he's a bigger guy, so he can definitely get in there and be a pass blocker. And so for me, it's going to be interesting to see how this new offense is going to deploy um, these tight ends, right? So in my, you know, if you're looking at this, you really have, and, I, and this is going to be the interesting thing. You really have two guys, in my opinion, that are primary pass catchers from the tight end position and that's Rivaldo Fairweather and Rico Walker primarily those are guys that are going to be pass catchers and then you have two other guys that are kind of tweener right like they're blockers slash pass catchers um and that's Mike O'Reilly and then Brandon Frazier and then you have a guy in my opinion who is primarily a blocker now can catch the ball primarily a blocker and Luke Deal right so you've got five guys in that room that can do things that you need them to do the question is going to be how often are we going to see multiple tight ends on the field this season when you look at the last few games of the season last year auburn went very heavy in 12 personnel and for those that don't know and i'll reiterate this most times when i talk about this 12 personnel means that you have one running back and two tight ends on the camera that'll be 12. one running back two tight ends i could have just flipped my finger Uh, anyway yeah 12 personnel, one and running back, two tight ends. Um, so Auburn did a lot of that last year. How much of that are we going to see this year? Considering we do have multiple guys in this tight end room who I think can be good pass catchers, and we have guys who are and we have multiple guys who can be dual in the the fact that they're good blockers and pass catchers. And then we have a guy in the room who I think is going to be uh, primarily a blocker. So you can deploy them in many different ways and still be multiple in your looks. I talked about this a little bit yesterday with the running backs, right? We could go into some 21 personnel or even 22 personnel and still go three wide outs or three, you know, split a tight end out, put a running back in the slot, right? We could do those things from an offensive standpoint with the type of personnel that are available to us, especially when you, again, think about the fact that you're going to have a lot of young talent in the wide receiver room that's going to need some time to get acclimated and figure some things out. Unless those wide receivers that are coming in are going to be good blockers, you need guys out there on the field that can block, Uh, In order to be effective in all of the things that you want to do. One of the things I think that was the most disappointing, and this was a portion of the wide receiver and tight end room that I think uh, Auburn needed some help in was the exterior blocking, right? Blocking on the edges, whether that is cracking down on a defensive end or linebacker or blocking Uh, DBs out in space in order to get some of the, you know, uh, bubble screen stuff that we wanted to do out there, you know, quick tunnel screens, all of those things, not as effective as they could have, should have been, because the blocking on the outside was not as effective as it could have or should have been. So that's a big area of focus, I think, that the wide receiver and tight end rooms need to do. But specifically, we're talking about tight ends. I think that the tight end room needs to be better in that respect. And this is another reason why I think Micah Riley will get some more opportunities this year, just because for the most part, you know, blocking is technique, but it's a lot of it is is kind of just desire to go and physically dominate. And Micah just has that in him. Like he's just kind of one of those guys that wants to go push people around and be a bully on the field. So you need that kind of energy when you're going out and blocking, especially in space, right? And so I want to see a guy that does that well do what he needs to do to get on the field more often so let's just go ahead and talk about you know guys who have the most approve uh coming into this season i think you have to start that conversation with the guy who has today the most nfl potential right and that's my that's um rivaldo fairweather this year he has to be able to prove that he can block well and that he's cured the drops right Be where you need to be. I don't think he really had an issue with that. Block who you need to block. That was a hit or miss proposition for him. Really more miss earlier in the season. He got better as the season progressed, but block who you need to block and then catch the ball when it's thrown in your direction more than you drop it. He didn't have a problem with more drops than catches, but I'm just saying like his drop percentage needs to get a lot lower in this next season because I think that his targets need to get uh, increased. So it's going to be interesting to see the distribution as well of how uh, guys are being utilized as far as how often they're being targeted. Um, but I am very interested to see how this offense is going to deploy the tight end. Uh, and next for me, as far as most approve on this roster, you know, I think you have to go to Brandon Frazier for the spring, right? Like for the spring, um, and and I, I guess I should have put Brandon Frazier as number one most approved for the spring because I don't think Rivaldo Fairweather has much to prove for the spring. I think his, he's solidified and where he needs to be. But for the spring, I think number one on that list actually is Brandon Frazier because he has the least amount of availability, of, excuse me, eligibility remaining. And he's a guy from a physical profile. He's a bigger dude who can do all of the things that you need him to do. But for whatever reason, across multiple coaching staffs, Frazier has not gotten a lot of opportunities right so seven catches on uh, 73 yards on seven catches last year not often utilized but he's proven to be available and and can make the catches and and he's he's a big target so the question is like what is the thing that's stopping him from getting more usage and more playing time over you know now you know going into his fifth season in college football um is he going to see something in this off season that says to him yes, this is a place where I see myself being able to be utilized properly for my final season of eligibility. Or is he going to say, hey, listen, I gave it a try through the spring. There doesn't seem to be enough snaps to go around with how you all are going to be utilizing the tight ends in this new offense under coach Hugh Freeze. Um, I need to find a place where, you know, if if he wants to play football, go find a place where he can go get some snaps and play football, right? So I think that he's probably got the most to prove. And then secondly, it's going to be Mike O'Reilly for me. Um, And and is he going to do what he needs to do from – whatever standpoint, whether that be off the field, uh, you know, in practice, is he going to do the things to show the coaching staff that he's ready to take that next step and have more responsibility um, to be able to go out there in the games? Because there's a disconnect somewhere because you see him in the games and you see this phenomenal energy. You see a guy or you hear about the fact that in high school, he was so sure handed, you know, he doesn't drop the ball. You know, he only got targeted a couple of times in the, the season, but he didn't drop the ball when it got thrown in his direction. You see his vigor and wanting to go out there and block when he's out there, you know, and then you don't see him play a lot of snaps, and so you wonder what the disconnect is there. So, again, I think those two young men with a lot of potential have something that they need to prove during the spring to those co- to the coaches. You know, uh, Coach Ben there with the tight end group, and then, you know, to your new O.C. Uh, in Derek Nix, and to the new play caller in Coach Hugh Freeze, can I? I be a guy that can be reliable in the ways that you need me to be. And during the spring is where you really start that process of, you know, I'm showing up to class and I'm not showing up on any list. So I'm doing the things that I need to do as far as how I show up. When I show up, I'm ready and I understand what's going on. And I'm moving at the kind of speed that we need to, to be able to execute stuff during the spring, like we're supposed to. I'm showing leadership now because I'm a senior in the case of Brandon Frazier, or I'm showing maturity now in the case of Mike O'Reilly, who's going in his, his, third season. I'm showing all the things that are necessary to say, coach, you can trust me to do the things that need to happen for this offense to be successful. Those are the guys that I'm looking for. I don't think Luke Deal really has anything to prove, right? Like, I mean, Luke Deal's grown man. Like he's married, got a kid now. Like he's really there, in my opinion, to be a locker room guy, to help galvanize the team. And he's going to be a guy who you can rely on to kind of like do all of those things, provide leadership, maturity, and and, and be where he needs to be. And he's going to come out there and give you maximum effort when he's on the field. But as far as like what he has to prove, I don't think he has anything to prove to anybody during this spring in regard to any of those things. So looking forward to seeing how this group uh, rounds out. And then, you know, you got, of course, a guy like Rico Walker. Who's going to be coming into the room? Um, I think that he just needs to be able to to show that he can be sure-handed because I I believe he was primarily brought in so that Valdo doesn't have to be out there every single snap and have a pass-catching target at tight end. That's got a little speed, and you know again, Mike Riley and Brent Brandon Frazier, I think, are good pass catchers. I don't know that they have the same level of speed that a Rivaldo does. So they don't threaten the defense in the same way. Um, And then I I don't know what their kind of contested catch ability is going to be as far as being able to high point and all those things. I think Rico Walker is more in the mold of being able to do some of those things. So they wanted to bring some, some additional Kind of insurance to say, okay, we can sub and not have to play Valdo as many snaps and we can make him more specialized for certain things um, and and have someone else who can come in and do similar things as he um, coming in um, off the bench. All right. That's it. It's enough of me talking. I appreciate you guys dropping in. We're going to get over into your comments the rest of the way. As always, The Morning Drop is brought to you by show sponsor, Rogue Shop. Make sure you head over to RogueShop.com using code REPORT when you do. Get you a little something off at America's number one online dispensary, sleep, stress, anxiety, pain relief, all available to you there at The Rogue Shop. They have a litany of products that are there. Make sure you head over there. Again, use code REPORT when you do that. That lets them know The War Report sent you. Drop. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop drop where we talk about the most recent and relevant auburn sports news we broadcast live from the war reports youtube channel on monday tuesday wednesday and friday mornings at 10 a.m eastern 9 central time you're welcome to come watch it live but the live chat is reserved for our youtube channel members only so come on by become a member and get active in the best auburn sports community on the webs we'll be right back after we pay a couple bills drop Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. drop. Let's talk to the green name gang this morning and see what you guys have about the tight end room. One of the more talented rooms, in my opinion, on the offense for Auburn football. Corey Weber will get us cranked up this morning and says, Can Riley be groomed to be the next Fairweather? You know, I don't know that he's going to be the next Fairweather. I do know that he is going to be good you know, in whatever way he's going to be utilized. I think, you know, as I kind of stated before, I think Rico Walker might be the next fairweather, but I do think that Riley is a guy that deserves to get some snaps, especially, especially if we're going to be in 12 personnel, Michael Riley, I think needs to be that other guy, just because I think he presents something that nobody else does in his ability to do both blocking and catching, Um, you know, short yarded situations. He's a guy that I would trust to put out there and, you know, Third and five or less, we need to get a critical block for to seal the edge, or we need a guy who they don't necessarily expect, but because he's a bigger guy, he can just go out there and box up, box out on a, a, a four-yard route, and we get the ball to him. He's short-handed, let him catch the ball, take the contact, and get onto a first down. That's what the kind of situation I see him that we could utilize, or that Auburn could utilize a guy like Michael Riley more often. Um, is in those types of scenarios. And again, if we're going to be in 12 personnel, I think he should be more often that other guy that's out there along with the pass catching tight end of Fairweather or Walker, um, Chris S. says, can a tight end be our leading receiver in 2024? I mean, it happened in 2023. I don't see any reason why it couldn't be. I actually don't know if that's the preferred route for Coach Hugh Freeze in the way that he wants to utilize his offense. I think Coach Hugh Freeze really wants an outside receiver to emerge for this team as the leading pass catcher. Now, uh, as far as number of targets, I think that a tight end could definitely be that. But I think uh, when you talk about game breaking and you really want to get those you know, 30, 40-yard chunk plays that are out there, those um, down-the-field strikes, you really want that to come from your wide receiver position just because of a speed factor. Um, and so I think that it's possible that we do have another scenario where maybe the number, total number of yards goes to a wide receiver, but the, the, the leader in receptions could be a tight end. That's a possibility um, for what I think could happen in this offense. Dana Jones says, Riley has way more dog in him. Uh, listen, man. I, I, if you've watched this show more than today, and this is not the first time that you've heard me ramble on about things, I like what Michael Riley brings as far as his tenacity when he's out there. He definitely has a dogish quality to him, and I'd like to see him get more opportunities out there on the field. I'm looking forward to seeing what the progression of one Michael Riley is during the spring. New Tiger jumps on the Michael Riley tray and says, "Michael Riley is a dude." I agree with that. I agree with that. Another one from Corey Wepper who says, I wonder how many receptions the running back position takes away from the tight ends. I think that's an interesting thing. I don't, here's the thing I don't think we threw the ball enough last year. So I think everybody should be able to get more targets. Uh, so I would prefer to see an offense for Auburn that throws the ball more and spreads the ball around more so it's not taking away from anybody. It's just everybody gets a little bit more. Everybody eats a little more because there's more to go around. Um, so if if you're in a situation where you're throwing the ball just as much as you did last season, I think that that offense is is crawling to a halt again. Or we found a way to be dominant in the run blocking game so we don't need to run, block, or pass as much to go out there and get yards effectively. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to see a scenario where we're throwing just as much as we did last season. And then the distribution needs to be different in order for specific people to get the ball more. So I'm just, I'm hoping that the pass offense looks better so that, you know, everybody gets a little bit more, uh, Jonathan, Boyson says, I'm hoping Freeze uses him like they did Evan Ingram at Ole Miss. Um, I'm assuming that you're talking about Rivaldo Fairweather or maybe you're talking about Rico Walker. I don't know which of those guys you are referring to um, in that regard. Uh, Jonathan Boyson jumps back in and says Fairweather has a similar build and skill set. Okay, so now you're clarifying. So now I do do know you're talking about similar build and skill set as Ingram did at Ole Miss. I can agree with that. He's uh, they they are similar. Um, You know, Ingram, I think, is a little more slender, tall and, you know, but definitely a guy that can go out there and function as a pass catching uh, threat uh, is Rivaldo Fairweather. And he proved that last year. Chris S. asks, what's the overall blocking grade on our tight ends? Let's take a look at that. Chris S. always going to bring the questions that require the research. Past blocking grade. Okay, overall blocking grades. Uh, Frazier was the best graded blocker for Auburn last season with a 69.6. Uh, Mike Riley was next at 56.2. Tyler Fromm, 53.5, Luke Deal at 56.4, Rivaldo Fairweather, uh, let's, um, uh, this is not in order. So, number one, Frazier, number two, excuse me, was Fairweather at 62.4, Hidalgo was next, oddly, with his fewest snaps he had at 56.4, tied with Luke Deal, also 56.4, Michael Riley, 56.2, Etheridge, uh, and Fromm both were 55 and below. Uh, when you go to run blocking, the best run blocker, according to PFF, was Luke Deal with a 65. Tyler Fromm was next at 62. Uh, you got a couple of guys in the 60s here with uh, Brandon Frazier uh, at 60. Um, so 60.4, 60.2, 60.2 for Frazier, Hidalgo, and Cam Etheridge. Mike O'Reilly was down at 59.6, and Fairweather at a 52.1 was the worst run blocker on the team. Surprised that Mike O'Reilly graded so low on run blocking, but in pass blocking, he was pretty good. Pass blockers, uh, you have Brandon Frazier as the best at 72.7. Uh, then Mike Riley at 70.7. Tyler Fromm comes in next. Uh, well, of course, Fromm's no longer on the team. I didn't mention um, his departure, so excuse me for not bringing that up. Tyler Fromm departing from the team uh, in the transfer portal. Uh, 70.3 for him. Luke Deal at a 69.1, and then Fairweather at a 50.6. So, again, Fairweather's blocking grades, not great here. Um In either run or pass blocking that's probably the Achilles heel for that young man and he's the thing again again I think that he needs to focus on in this offseason if they're going to utilize him in that way. Um, But not great blocking grades overall for most of the tight end group as far as run blocking is concerned much better in the pass blocking when you look at Frazier and and Riley Uh, but some work definitely needs to be done for that group to get more sound in their ability to, uh, to block particularly in how they're going to be utilizing as edge blockers for this team. So looking forward to seeing how they progress in that way. Let's see here. Uh, Corey Weber jumps back in and says, can Frazier work his way into more snaps? Perhaps the red zone hate to see a six, seven target go to waste. Yeah. I, this It's, it's odd, right? Like I, I would love to talk to, you know, um, whether it's on record or off record about some of the guys in the room and, and kind of what it is that they feel like those guys need to do better to get more snaps and you know what are what's the utilization plan going to be for some guys. I'd love to have that conversation. If Coach Ben, if you happen to see this by some stretch of the imagination, come holler at your boys at the war report. We got questions. We got questions that we want answered. Um, so I'd love to have that conversation with somebody and, and, and see what, what's up on that. Uh, New Tiger says, do you think we'll play more up-tempo now with freeze-calling plays? Absolutely, 100% believe this. Um, Last year, he said the limiting factor for him in wanting to go tempo was the defensive line. So it's going to really depend on his confidence in the defensive line. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, as Chris S says, as my humble, in my humble opinion, I think he should do it anyway. You know, whether the defensive line is as good as they need to be or not, I think he should go tempo either way because I think the offense needs it. I think the offense needs the, the tempo in order to be its best self, and I I just want to see an offense do well. Let, go out there and score points, and if you got to make it a track meet, cool. Let's go out there and make it a track meet. You've got more wide receivers this year um, that you feel confident in their talent level. Now, whether or not they're going to step up and, 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 and be and realize that talent on the field yet to be but you have more of those available to you. You've got a stable of running backs that you can go out there and you can run tempo with so you don't have to wear one guy down. You got multiple tight ends that you can deploy out there. All that's left is whether or not your offensive line can execute the way that you want to to get it done and whether or not you have a quarterback that's not going to put the ball in harm's way. But you got all of the pieces as far as the auxiliary pieces on the offense to be able to go tempo and not have to worry about that. Just need the trigger man to be on point. And that is a conversation we will definitely get into as far as the quarterback. Um, but I think that tempo is the best is, is, is coach Hugh freezes best self. And I think it's going to be the best option for this offense. I am hoping that he is going to be staunch about running the type of offense that has made him successful in his career and get the guys to buy in on that and offense and let's go out there and make it happen uh let's see last one here from chris s says curious to know what advantage we get in 12 personnel seems like our tight ends missed a lot of key blocks last year um The advantage that the perceived advantage, I'll say, with the 12 personnel was though the tight ends might have missed a lot of key blocks, they were still better blockers than the wide receivers were, particularly in um, the ability to pass protect. Um, So when you're going into scenarios where you need to either run the ball more or give the illusion that you're going to be running, running it in 12 personnel or doing that out of 12 personnel puts you in a better situation, especially when you're doing a lot of the uh, the read option stuff that, that was happening last year with, um, with either quarterback, whether you talk about Robbie when he was getting his snaps or with Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne was really running more read option than he was RPO. Like he was, it was really am I going to hand this ball off or am I going to take off running with it? It wasn't really, am I going to hand this ball off or am I going to throw it? So when you're running more of that style offense, you you want to have the heavies in there to be able to block better. And that is a, it, it, philosophically, they felt like they better had a better opportunity to do that with the tight ends than they did with running backs, excuse me, with, um, Uh, wide receivers in the game so that's the perceived advantage there so we'll see you know philosophically what's going to happen this coming season i do expect more 11 and even more uh you know 10 personnel uh this coming season than we saw last season from auburn so definitely looking forward to seeing what the prospects for all of those things are enough of me talking i appreciate you guys dropping in with me as always the morning drops brought to you by the rogue shop uh make sure you hit them up code rapport when you do that uh, before you get out of here, like the video, subscribe to the channel, share it with somebody, and we will be back at you with another Morning Drop tomorrow, talking a little bit more about Spring Camp Preview. Appreciate you guys for dropping in with me. Until the next time, and as always, Warrior. Drop! Drop.